0: You're listening to the Jewish Living Podcast. I'm Rabbi Nachum Neff. Shalom, everyone, and welcome. we the last two classes that we have, we've we've had, have been on the topic of benching. Birkas Hamazon, um, the, the prayer that we recite after we eat bread. So I thought for today, we would continue with the same theme of, I don't know what the right word is. In Hebrew, it's called the bracha achrona. A bracha chrona literally means an after bracha. We're used to making brachas before we eat. We've talked about the six different brachas on the foods that we eat, but there are also several brachas, different brachas that we recite after we eat. So we've been talking about birkas hamazon benching, excuse me, which is what we recite on after we've we've eaten a bread meal. But as we're going to see today is that there are other prayers that we recite for other foods that aren't bread. They're called, one bracha is called the Me'en Shalosh. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Most people are familiar with it as in Al HaMichia. Al HaMichia of Al kakala that's the beginning of the prayer. But it's actually, a fish, it's technically called, or it's halakhically referred to as Me'en Shalosh. We'll see it in a second, because it sort of actually has, it has two sister brachas. There's Al HaMichia, there's Al HaGeffen, and Al HaEts. They're very almost identical brachas. There's sort of three brachas that are very almost identical, so that's one. And then there's something called na Nefashos. I am going to strongly, strongly encourage everyone. These are prayers that you need to memorize. Benching, you should memorize also because there's going to be a time and a place where Birkat Hamazon, you're going to be somewhere and you're not going to have a bencher and you're going to kind of need a bench by heart. But that's a little longer. And, and usually when you're evening bread, you're going to be a little bit more... Stable and seated and stuff like that. So hopefully you'll have a bencher, you'll have an app, you'll have a something. borina fashos and al It's when you had a snack, you had a little bun, you had something to eat, a little bunch, this and that. It's such a short prayer. Also, people typically don't pull out a bencher. Don't pull out the art scroll sitter on page 180 something or other, whatever it is. You're you're gonna be saying it. And again, preferably, of course, it's better to recite every prayer out of a book, out of a bencher, out of a sitter. You'll have more focus and concentration. But realistically, it's gonna come up that you're gonna be reciting it by heart. So I encourage you to memorize it. Can you recite it in English? Yes, you can recite it in English. So memorize it in English, but this is a perfect place. If you're working on your Hebrew, this is a good one to start with. Bore should be the one. It's very, very short. It's four lines. Three lines. It's a very, very short prayer. I certainly would encourage memorizing Borey Nafashos. I would encourage memorizing al Shout out to my ninth grade Rebbe, my ninth grade teacher. He, I thought this was very, it's like a funny thing. Back in like old school, like 50s, 60s, maybe the 70s, you know, education was about memorizing, right? It was sheer, like, you know, brute memorization. All 50 states, all their capitals, all the presidents. And just like memorization, which it's hard to know what the educational value of all that is. And I think we've advanced and, but, and, and that's a good thing. I really do think it's a good thing. You don't need, we have, you know, I got more on this little phone, more information, this little phone than like my grandparents could have ever dreamed of. You know, we, knowledge is accessible and the value of memorization certainly is not what it used to be. That said, I think sometimes the pendulum has swung a little too far because some things, it is just helpful to have memorized. And I think Borena Fashos and, and Me'in Shalosh are one of them. And my ninth grade Rebbe, uh, I thought this was very smart and wise of him. He incentivized us, kind of required us. He did it in a very positive way. I think we all went on a, I think he required, if we did it, we went on a trip. I don't remember. He had this whole packet of useful Jewish things that he just had to memorize. And it was very, very helpful. And, and it and actually was helpful. I have them memorized. Like, I would had to memorize it in ninth grade. I it mainly, especially in ninth grade, your like, brain is a little bit more like a sponge. But there are some things in Judaism, not a ton. There really is not a ton. You don't need to memorize the entire Talmud. But certain things, it really is helpful to memorize just because you're going to be reciting it, you're going to be practicing it, and they're good, knowledgeable things. These are going to be probably number one and two. I really I really put them as number one and number two. Barina Nefashos, Al uh, if it's not in our seudor, will you give us a cheat sheet? I will. I don't have it in me. Does anyone have a sitter on them, Shannon? No, I do. I, oh, I do. you have it. What page is it on, Joel? Help well, us out. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Uh, One eighty-two. Paulina, do we have it? One eighty-two. Can, can you here? I'll. I'll help you. First. So that way we will. We'll get it. Thank you so much. Paulina has it for me. It's not. It's right after Grace. I should have this. Okay, the Mein bra- Shalosh uh, is on page two hundred in your Art Scroll Sitter, two hundred one in the English. Now again, you'll see it's one bracha, but you'll see it's really there are three separate similar ones. There's one for fruit, one for wine, and after grain products, we'll talk about what that means in a second. It's not all fruits, not all grain products. It's not. It is all wine. Um, but the how and the when. So it's this bracha is number one, and then. So you see, it's literally on page 202 and 203 in your art scroll, it's two lines. So I would get, this is a really good one to get in the habit of reciting. And eventually you will memorize it, you know, and like my ninth grade, Robbie, if everyone in this room does it, we'll go on a tr- class trip. How about that? Well, donuts and a class trip. So 200 and 202. Thank you, Paulina. I appreciate that. Um, Okay. So we'll talk about... Uh, what foods you recite what on in a second. But before we do that, i want to talk about amounts. We've seen, just as a review, we've seen that when it comes to bracha rishona, the first bracha, the, the prayer that you recite before you eat food, I want to just remind everyone, before you eat food, even if you're having a drop, one quarter of a pretzel, one drop of soda, no matter how much you eat, even if it's a minuscule amount, you need to recite the the bracha, the prayer beforehand. You need to recite the bracha, the prayer before you eat, no matter what. Why? Because you're deriving benefit from this world. And as we've seen, the concept of reciting a bracha, the prayer that we eat bef- recite before we eat, is it's prohibited to enjoy this world without saying thank you to God. It's our pleases and thank yous. So you have to say the you know the bracha, no matter what you eat. One caveat, when it comes to bread for washing your hands, best practice is wash your hands, again, even if you're going to have a tiny little piece of bread, wash your hands. However, we don't we don't um, make the bracha of netila edayim unless you're eating a kebeya, which is like you have to eat a significant amount, not a huge amount, but let's say we'll call it, I don't know, whatever much a kebeya is, I don't know, two two slices of bread. Something like that. That's when you'll recite the bracha of Al Natilat Yadayim. So you actually have to have a little bit significant significant amount of bread before you say the bracha of Al Natilat Yadayim. That's the one exception. But and, and even that, really think about the bracha of Natilat Yadayim It's not a bracha on food, it's a bracha on the mitzvah, wash your hand. So we only do that if you're actually having, like, let's say a sandwich, something like that. Does that make sense? We've seen when it comes to Birkat Hamazon, the bracha that we recite after we eat. So we saw there were sort of two levels. To really be high of midzah or raisa, to be re- obligated to recite benching after eating. Am I going too fast? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Am I making sense? Questions before we go? All right. Oh, someone just gave me fireworks online. I like it. That's cool. Um, that's really cool. Oh, Zoom, we love you. Um, for benching, for bread, it's a little, there's a distinction. To be obligated on a Torah level Remember, you have to have it enough that you're satiated. The verse says, Khalta v'savata You will eat, be satiated, and then you have to bench. Then you recite the bracha afterwards. Okay? Chazal midir abbanan, rabbinically, even if you aren't satiated, but you had what's called the kezayis, which is an olive amount, which is roughly an ounce of volume. So it's not a lot. So it's like, Figure the a half a slice of rye bread is the is the number that they said, right? Then you know those like the rye breads, it's a little bit bigger than a loaf of bread. Ravar Cutler used to say it's a half of the size of, of a big thing of, of the, you know, that that rye bread, which is a little bigger than white bread, the square, it's more like that oval. Everyone know what I'm talking about? Half of that, roughly. That's what Ravaran Cutler used to say. That's a kazayas. If you eat that amount of bread, you have to bench midra banan, rabbinically, okay? This distinction is going to hold true um, in theory as well for these other foods that we're about to for some of the other foods that we're about to describe. So benching, bread, we did that last week and the week before. Now let's talk about other foods. So other foods in terms of amounts are really going to follow the same basic r- rubric that for other foods, in order to be Chayev, In order to be obligated to recite any bracha achrona, the after bracha, if it's a solid, we're going to follow the same rule. So long that you've eaten one ounce, it's a kezayis worth, so long that you've eaten an ounce, you're going to have to make this bracha. So long that you've eaten an ounce, you have to make your bracha achrona, your after bracha. That's really all, practically that's all you need to know. If you eat an ounce, you're going to be obligated, with one other caveat: you have to eat it pras. There's a time limit. There's an amount within a certain amount of time. It's not meaning if you eat an ounce over the course of three days, you're not chayev. It's an ounce pras. Literally means the amount of time it takes to eat a portion. What exactly that means? Practically three minutes. K'de'achilas pras means that eating a certain amount of portion was considered a normal amount. So our sages, it's functionally it's three minutes. So one ounce of food in three minutes, now you're obligated. Does that make sense? I love concrete halacha. The rabbi gave a, right? And you're like, I don't know, maybe it depends. One ounce, three minutes, period, right? Nice, good, easy thing to work with. What about liquids? And we're going to see what brachas go where. I just first want to talk about quantities. And then we'll talk about what goes in what category, okay? Right, good? Keep on going. Liquids is a is a same kind of rubric. There's an amount within a time period. Now we're going to see with liquids, the amount is theoretically much bigger and the time period is much shorter. But really think about it, it makes sense. You could chug like a liquid in two seconds. Think of Gatorade, like you just drank, you know, you can guzzle liquid much quicker than you can eat food. That's really where it comes from. Practically, Here's the number you need to know. Practically, here's what we say. It's going to be a revius. A revius is basically, we're going to call it three ounces in Kadeshtias revius, which is basically going to be in two sips. Three ounces in two sips. Three ounces is a tiny amount of of liquid. If you're thinking about three ounces, think about an eight ounce cup. It's a tiny amount, but two sips is like basically, I don't know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. I don't know what the exact number is, but it means you drank as opposed to sipping slowly. Sipping slowly, we're going to see is, uh, we'll get there in in 30 seconds, but does everyone see three ounces, which is not a lot, but it's not nothing in basically a chuck, not a, again, we're not talking about grotesque drinking, just normal drinking. You go like that, like that, three ounces. Almost any time you're drinking anything cold and you're thirsty, you did it. Congratulations. You now have to, you're now high, you're now obligated in a bracha chrona, in an after bracha. It should be noticed just as practical, practically for those, this is like the advanced part of the class, but it's not so rough. There is an opinion that says even it, so again, we said it's a revius, which is three ounces. There is an opinion that says it's one ounce. OK, it's a machlokis in the, the, the machaber. Shulchan Aruch actually brings two opinions. We functionally pass, and the halacha is practically, if you want to know, bottom line, Rabbi, what's the answer? The answer is three ounces. If you want to be extra religious, the Shulchan Aruch says it's always best because let's say you drink 1.5 ounces. So according to some opinion, let's, let, me, let me back that up. If you drink 0. 0.5 ounces, a half an ounce, like a tiny shot of alcohol, let's say, scotch, According to all opinions you don't make you're not going to be required to make an after bracha because you definitely drank below the minimum according to all opinions if you drank 3.5 ounces you definitely do have to make your bracha prana because you definitely did drink enough according to all opinions there is a little bit of a black hole between one ounces and three ounces because one opinion says you're obligated after one ounce one opinion says you're obligated after three ounces practically what do we do Three ounces. That's what we go with. You drink less than three ounces, you don't make the you don't make an uh, uh, an after bracha. But if you want to be extra stringent, the Shulchan Aruch tells us it's good not to drink between one and three ounces. Either drink less than one or more than three, because if you drink more than one and less than three, what are you going to end up doing? The halacha is you're not going to recite the bracha forona, because that's always the rule in almost all bracha circumstances when it's a matter of debate disagreement, you leave the bracha out. So in this case, this is a classic example of that rule. We don't, it's a machlokas, it's a matter of dispute amongst the early, early, we've shown him the early, early uh, commentaries and halakhic decisors. So when it comes to brachas, we almost always take the lenient approach and we leave brachas out. So we're gonna say, if you had 1.7 ounces, okay, look, there's an opinion that says three, so we're gonna leave it out, but it's a good idea don't drink 1.7 ounces, because according to that opinion, you really are obligated and you're not saying a bracha and that's not great. So he says best to drink less than one ounce. It's not such a practical halacha, it doesn't really come up, really comes up in drinking, like let's say, when when are you ever drinking 1.5 ounces of anything? Scotch. That's really when, and and that's when you're drinking scotch quickly, right? If you're just sipping it, it's not going to make a difference anyway. Because let's go to that next halacha. All right, so far so good. Questions, quantities. Everyone's got what we're talking about. Let's move to a practical halacha. Let's say you're only going to be sipping a drink. What would be an example of a drink that you sip slowly? Water, potentially from water fountains, potentially coffee, hot coffee, hot tea, hot cocoa. Okay, the minug, the tradition is hot coffee. Hot tea, hot cocoa. Typically, the tradition is we don't say a bar in a because you're not going to be sipping three ounces, boom, because it's hot. What happens if you chug it? I don't know. It's it's a lot of people don't because it's like kind of the minug is that we don't say a bar in a on coffee. It's hard to really understand because like if you really are drinking three point five ounces in one shot, let's say, or 3.1, 3.01, whatever it is. You should make that, the you know, your after bracha. But let's just say if you're really sipping your coffee, that would be the halacha. Water is a tricky thing. Let's talk about water for a second. Water, if your drink, now let's maybe back up just for a second. is an interesting thing. If you recall, a little chazar, a little review, when it comes to your bracha Rishona, the bracha you make beforehand, water is a little bit of an unusual bracha uh, food. Halakhically, water, if you're drinking it because you're thirsty, of course, you have to make a bracha Rishona on it. But we saw, if you recall, if you're drinking water for anything other than to quench your thirst, water and only water, you don't make a bracha on. Meaning, for example, you're coughing, and you just need to drink some water because you got to cough. You don't make a bracha on that water. If it's any other liquid you do, okay, orange juice, soda, whatever, juice, it's specifically water because it has no nutritional value, meaning caloric or it's considered it has no nutritional value, nor does it have any taste. So water is the one exception. If you're not drinking it for nutrition, because like you're thirsty, if you're drinking it for like some secondary purpose, I got to clear my throat, I need to take a pill. So then, the halacha is you don't make a bracha rishona, you don't make the bracha beforehand. The same thing holds true for the bracha achrona as well. So you don't make a bracha achrona. You don't make a bracha achrona on an after bracha on water if you drank it for some a purpose like that, an itchy throat, take a pill, something like that. But if you're drinking because you're thirsty and you're really drinking a you know chug a, a ton of water, some people say don't make a barinavashos, uh, 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 you know, an after bracha on that. I think the halacha is you should. The only thing someone pointed out, you just point is is like sometimes from a water fountain. It's just a matter of practicality. If like sometimes you're like you're sipping from a water fountain, it's hard to drink very quickly. You're probably not from a water fountain. Most people from a water fountain, I don't make a barian. I don't make an after because I'm just not drinking enough quickly enough. Does that make sense? A couple other examples, things to be aware of: Uh ices, ices. If you think about it, like let's say you have the merino, whatever those are called, like ice, you know, you know, those ice, ice pops, not ice cream, ice pops. What are ices? Are ices a, a liquid or a solid? Cause again, if you think about it, there's a big difference between liquids and solids liquids, 3.5 ounces in 20 seconds, not even 10 seconds, solid one ounce in three minutes. Big difference. What are ices? Samantha smiling. She's like, I don't know. The halacha, the minag, the tradition is we treat it as a liquid. For this, not for everything, but for this we treat it as a liquid. The minag, the tradition, is we don't make an afterbrach on ices. I'm getting some raised eyebrows. I was like, I don't know, Rabbi. That's the tradition. That's the tradition. I'm not saying it's intuitive or I would have I would have come up with that. And it's and also, I want to point out, I don't think it's like, I'm pretty sure. It's not in the Mishnah Brura. I think it's from later postgim, from later halachists. But that's the tradition. Ice cream is considered a solid, so and usually you're probably going to be eating one ounce in three in three minutes. I think, uh, unless you're really dainty and you're just getting the Baskin Robbins that little little spoon for the free test. Okay, soup. Soup again. You're usually not chugging a soup because it's like me. I know little, little story if I may. I have a disease that I caught from my mom. Which is I love my soup to be boiling, and I mean boiling hot. I burn my palate regularly. And when I first got married, my wife's like, oh no, you like you burnt my mouth. Have you ever burnt your mouth for drinking soup? It happens to me all the time. And my wife is always like, Oh no, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm like, no, no, no. If I'm not burning my palate on a regular basis, that means I'm not pushing the envelope enough on the on how hot my soup ought to be. I need my soup piping hot. Okay. So I'm not chugging my soup. I'm sipping slowly my ridiculously hot soup. So what's the story of the soup? So the answer is, if you really think about it, it's going to depend. If you're really just having a clear broth of soup, it's a liquid. Challenges is usually or often you're going to be putting things in your soup. There's vegetables. There's a noodle. There's chicken. There's who knows what's floating in there. If there are solids in your soup, it's a solid. OK, everyone with me? Good, bad, good. OK, um, so what are some of their examples? Clear broth, soups with chunks, water fountains, water for everything. OK, terrific. Now let's talk about the different brachas that we recite. So I'm going to break them into three, into two categories. One of them is called Me'ain Shalosh, which we found was on page 200. And the other is called Bore Nefashos. MEIN SHALOSH means it's like three. MEIN means it's similar or comparable. It's like three. What does that mean? You'll note that the MEIN SHALOSH, the structure of that bracha, has three themes in it. It talks about thanking God for the food. We thank God for giving us the land of Israel. And then we ask God to have compassion on, uh, on and, and to rebuild Jerusalem. Right, those are the three themes of the three first brachas of Birkat Hamazon of Benching. That's why it's called Me'ein Shalosh. It's similar to three, meaning it's got the same three themes of Benching. It should be noted. It actually, remember, if you recall, we talked about last week. The fourth bracha is Hatova HaMeitiv. The last bracha, which of Benching, the fourth bracha is a, is the brachas Hatova HaMeitiv that God is good and we, and and He does kindness to others. They're actually, that's only rabbinic. There is a reference in Me'ain Shalosh to that as well. So it really has four themes and we still call it Me'ain Shalosh. It's comparable to three because it's got the three Torah requirements of benching. So Me'ain Shalosh, we we recite Me'ain Shalosh, this bracha, specifically on foods, the seven species of foods that Israel is, is praised for. Okay? The seven f- foods that Israel is praised for, we recite me'in shalosh, the special prayer. All other foods are Barinafashos. fashos It's that simple. Okay? Everything, virtually everything is going to be Barinafashos, fashos except if you're one of those three, if you're one of those three foods. Are you here for the women's class? Other building, 1745. You're good. And if anyone wants to bow, the class starts at eight o'clock. Doors open at seven forty-five. Anyone wants to, we'll be done whenever we're done. So, but if anyone wants to 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 file out, you're not rude. Um, you can feel free. Um, so it's specifically for the seven the the seven species that that Israel is praised for. Now, those seven species, seven fu- fruits or foods, really are subdivided into three categories. One is alhamichia. One is is michia is valkakala is, is like cereals. So it's specifically, like grains, it's going to be wheat, the, the five grains: wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats. Wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats. If you have any mizonos, wheat bar. So typically, any mizonos: wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats. Provided that it's not hamotzi, it's not bread. So you're going to make the bracha al Does everyone follow that? If you're any of the five species of, of grain, any of the grains, remember we spent a couple of weeks, maybe two months ago, we talked about non-bread grain f- products. So non-bread grain products, provided that you've eaten an ounce within three minutes of it, you're going to make an alamechya. Okay? Wine or grape juice, you're going to make the bracha of al-hagefen. So, so it's the same exact the the ninety eight percent of it is is similar to to al hamichia, but instead of thanking God for al hamichia on the like staples and cereals and grain, we're going to thank God for al gafen al for you know the wine and the and the fruit of the of the vine. Okay, that's going to be al gafen, and then thirdly, the third category is al val pri is a prayer. For fruits, the other five fruits, which are, let's see if I wrote it down. Let's see if I remember them right. Olives, dates, grapes, grapes includes raisins, figs, and pomegranates. Okay, so then you'll recite those brachas. Am I making sense so far? Okay. Important couple important things on these brachas: the obligation of reciting an alamichia, an alhaetz, or an alhagefen. According to some opinions, is actually a Torah obligation as well. Just like benching, if you recall the verse that says, you will eat and be satisfied and you should bless. It the previous ver- the previous things in the in the verses before it reference bread. And mm-hmm. right before that, it references the set these seven species of, of fruit, the, the Zayin meaning, these seven species of, of fruit of, of things that Israel is praised for. So according to many opinions, because you know, two verses earlier, it talks about these seven fruit items, so they are also midaraisa. According to many, it's only midar abundance, only a rabbinic obligation. Aren't really many? It doesn't really matter if it's on a Torah obligation or a rabbinic obligation. The rules are basically the same. Okay. Another interesting halacha. Let's say you have wine and then some cookies. In theory, you could make two separate brachas. The brach of al-hamilchia, the prayer we recite for grain products. And then I could recite the al ha the prayer we recite on wine or grape juice. However, you'll see in your art scroll on page 200, there's actually a combo. You can combine them, and actually you should combine them. Okay? It's better to combine them. It's al-hamilchia, v'alchal, gefen You just combine it. I think they have it, they have it in there. Like uh, they talk about combos of some sort. No? Let me see. I'm sorry. Thank you, Pauline. I appreciate it. I I really, okay, if you've got the art scroll, you just, that's why they have it divided like this. You would say, you know, blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, for the nourishment and for the sustenance, and then you would just go to the next category. And for the wine and for the fruit of the vine, you could do it. I don't think I've ever done a three, I don't know if I've ever done all three. And for the tree and the fruit of the tree, you get all three in one. I don't think I've ever done that, but you can. This comes up regularly, on Shabbos, like Kiddush, a lot of times at the, at the Shul, you'll have Kiddish, you'll have wine, and then you'll have a, whatever, brownie and something like that. So then you'll double dip it, and you can and you should. Perfect. A couple other important things. Rice. Rice we've seen before. Rice is a mizonos. But... It doesn't count. It's not one of the seven species that Israel is praised for, so it doesn't get an alamichia. It's not one of those. It's going to just get the Barina Fashos. Keep that in mind. Just real quick, when yeah. you when you combine the um, the hagefen, let's say you do mizono in hagefen, you do Miz- mizono first and then hagefen, right? Yeah, you stick with the hierarchy. Yeah, it goes Mizonos, Geffen, then AIDS. Yeah, so you stick with the hierarchy though. Yeah, yeah, Mizonos, Geffen, AIDS. exactly. Yes, two other things which are interesting. You'll note, I'm curious if the article, I should have had an article in front of me, I apologize. When it comes to Alha Geffen, when it comes to Geffen and AIDS, but it usually comes up in Geffen, but it's true with AIDS as well. There is a variance, if you look at the way end of the bracha, it says the end of the prayer, the end. It ends al haaretz v'al pri That's how the prayer ends. There is an alternative ending, which is al haaretz v'al pri gafna. Al haaretz al pri Gafan versus al haaretz al pri gafna, where which translates into English version number one is thank you Hashem for the land and for wine. Alternate ending is, thank you, God, for the land and for its wine. The its is the the possessive article, I think, right? And the reason, the difference would be, is if you're drinking wine that came from the land of Israel. If you're drinking wine that came from the land of Israel, the wine was grown, the grapes were grown in the land of Israel, so then we substitute the end of the bracha to Al Haaretz, Val Pri Gafna. Thank you, God, for the land, obviously a reference to the land of Israel, and for its great, its wine. If the wine was grown in California or in Italy or wherever, so then it's thank you, God, for the land and for wine. But if it's wine from Israel, it's for its wine. Similarly, if you're on the bracha Al Haaretz, Val Pri, Al Haaretz, we end al-aretz peros, But if it's on Israel, you say al-aretz v'alperos seha. Thank you, God, for fruit, for the land and for fruit versus thank you, God, for the land and for its fruit. Okay? itself, so here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in China. You can be in Israel. It goes by where the fruit or, or wine was grown. So if you're in Israel drinking wine from California, al ha'gafen. If you're in California drinking wine from Israel, gafna. It goes by where it's from. Because, and, and you'll see why in a second. Because here's the question. What if I gr- eat wheat that was grown in Israel? So then we don't, we end, we don't say, or whatever, it, I think that's probably it would be. We don't say that. It's explained because grain is grain is grain. There isn't really much distinction between grain that's grown in Israel versus grain that's grown. Actually, you know where Israel gets most of its grain from? It's actually a big problem. Israel today gets almost all of its grain. I don't know where it's last year, year or two from the Ukraine. So they actually had a big problem last year. I don't know how they resolved it. I don't know if they're still getting it from the Ukraine. That's almost where all grain is grown. But even grain that was grown in Israel, there's nothing super distinct about the grain that's grown in Israel. I guess it's just Israel's praise for the fact that it can grow grain if it wanted to very easily. Whereas the other products, the wine, the pomegranates, the olives, there's something unique about Israel grapes, something unique about the pomegranates and figs. And so that's why we say, and it's great. And it's wine and, or, and it's fruit because it's, we're, we're praising the, you know, something unique about it. And that's why it go we're at the prayers on the, on the, on the object. Um, Terrific. What happens if you make mistakes? So, so far, so good. Let's keep on going. We'll wrap it up soon. Mistakes. Classic thing is you had wine, but you're typically, more often than not, the bracha that you're, the prayer you're going to recite, is the Al the prayer that we recite on grain. I don't know about you, but unless you're like an alcoholic, you're probably eating more cakes, donuts, cookies than you are drinking wine. And if that's not you, we have to talk later privately, right? So I always am much more used to reciting the bracha of Al the prayer on grain. Let's say you actually just drank wine, and you're supposed to be reciting the after on wine, but you got confused, you made a mistake, force of habit. So what happens? So it goes like this. If you started by reciting Al you made a mistake in the beginning, there are really two, if you look, I'm sorry, Paulina, we keep on stealing your sitter. There are, we make the insertions at the beginning of the bracha and at the end. Everyone see that? It gets doubled up in the beginning and then at the end. If you made a mistake in the beginning, So, so long that you haven't finished the bracha, go back to your point of error. Go back to just, don't go to the way beginning, just, you know, from barach just go back to where the proper insertion ought to be and continue from there. Okay? If you remembered after you finished the entire bracha, so if you recited the incorrect bracha at the end, you have to go back no matter what. Meaning, even if you said the beginning correct, but the end incorrect, it go by, goes by the end. If at, after you finished the whole thing, you said the wrong one at the end, got a, false, you got a false start, you got to go back. If you started the beginning incorrect, but you ended the end one correct, which again, you shouldn't have done. You should have gone back if you remembered. But if you only remembered at the way end, after you already said it, you're good. So it all goes by the end. This is really the bottom line. Except with one thing, is that if you're in the middle of the bracha and you realize you made a mistake, go back to the, to, to the point of error. One other important halacha, two other important halachas. We talk about eating an ounce in three minutes, which really is not a ton, it's really very small. The question is, is what happens if I had, let's say, spaghetti and meatballs? Spaghetti is mizonos, meatballs we know are shahakal. Now, if you've been coming to this class, you know what I said was actually not so true. Because if you're having spaghetti and meatballs together mixed up, what bracha should you be reciting? Probably just mizonos. Remember, we talked about the rules of iker and tuffle, primary and secondary. In that case, you're probably just gonna be making a mizonos that's going to cover the meatballs as well. Let's say you had half an ounce, let's just make it simple, so just, Six, 0.6 ounces of, of pasta, 0.6 ounces of meat. So in total, I had more than one ounce, but I didn't have a full ounce of mizonos. Okay? The halacha is, confusingly, despite the fact that you the correct bracha rishona, the bracha on the front end is mizonos, the correct after bracha in that case is not going to be a ala mecheh. It's going to be faschos. nefashos. Boreh faschos, we said, is, boreh faschos is everything else. Right? You have to have a, when we say one ounce, it has to be of mizonos. The actual, actual grain product. Okay? But, and, there. remember if you recall, when it comes to and Tafel, primary and subordinate, there are kind of two types of mixtures. There's one type of mixture like pasta with, meat sauce pasta and, and and meat balls where it's kind they're two separate things they're just being eaten together but it's not one entity there are two entities just being eaten together that's one form of primary and and secondary there's a different kind of primary and secondary which is a single entity mixture think cake you've got flour and sugar and chocolate but it's all mixed together in a batter and baked so when it's a single entity the minog is you don't have to go like find the baker and find how much flour was in this recipe. That you don't need to do. If it's literally one entity it was cooked and baked as one entity, so it's considered all a grain. So if you have one ounce of a cookie, that would be a good example. You had exactly one ounce of a cookie, and you ate it within three minutes. One could argue there isn't an ounce of flour in there or dough. There's also chocolate chips. There's sugar. There's all other unhealthy things in there. Doesn't matter because it's all baked together. It's one entity. So one ounce is fine versus an ounce of spaghetti, like, right? One ounce of spaghetti with meatballs of so 0.6 and 0.6. That's not good. You just make a boring of ushers. Okay. Was that confusing? Mm, got it. Okay. Two other important halachas. Al ha Remember the bracha of Al ha Let's say you sat down and you made a you're drinking wine, but you're very thirsty. You had some wine. So we saw, yeah, the bracha on wine. Let's say after you had wine, you wanted to chase it with some orange juice. We saw when it comes to to, to wine, bore the bracha rishona, the bracha you're in the first hand, it will fulfill any obligation on any other drink that you have. Okay, so if you drink wine, you don't need to make a shahakol on grape juice, on uh, orange juice. Similar holds true to the after bracha. If you had wine and orange juice, only bracha, bracha, the only bracha on the front end that you need to make is Bore priya gafen. The only bracha at the end is also bori nafashos, uh, is asari is ala gafen. The same holds true with fruits. If you have a bunch of pomegranates, you made the bracha of Allah eights on pomegranates, and then you had an apple. You don't need to make a bracha on the apple. If you recite the bracha of al of al the main shalosh, the after bracha of al you don't need to make a bracha on a, a, another bracha chrona on, the, um, on the apple. Bori nefashos, which is the other, the last one, it's really just everything that we just discussed. Anytime you have any solid that's not benching, that's not, doesn't put you into this category. If you've had an ounce within three minutes of a solid, you're going to end with a barian afasos, cheese, meat, fish, anything like that. Any drink that you have, one ounce within two sips, soda, potentially water, iced coffee, anything that's not wine or grape juice, you're going to make a barian fashos. And that's the story. We're going to end it here. So anyone who wants to leave, feel free to bounce out. Thoughts, questions? You've been listening to the Jewish Living Podcast with Rabbi Nahol Math. Please do us a favor and like and share this podcast, ask a question, or leave a comment.